Namaste, everyone, and welcome to the Jai Bhakti Yoga podcast, where we share information on all things yoga, Ayurveda, and well-being lifestyle. I am excited to share these resources, insights, interviews, and so much more as we grow together on this wonderful journey of well-being. I am your host, Christina Andrini, founder of Jai Bhakti Yoga Foundation and JBYU School of Yoga and Ayurveda. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to our blog on Tumblr, as well as to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all the fun social media channels where we share some of the tips and insights and resources from our podcast and vice versa on here. Now let's go ahead and begin with today's episode. Hello, 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 and happy day. We are talking about our knowing our true self, tuning into what exactly does that mean and how do we get there. Last week, we were speaking deeply more along the lines of the modern application to the holistic wholeness, the wellness within, and utilizing Ayurvedic principles based on this consciousness-based approach. And today, we are going to be talking about knowing our true self and understanding this from awakening to our consciousness. And it all begins with, depending on the experience, will determine the nature of our own experience. So as you're tuning in, welcome. I'm Christina with Jai Bhakti Yoga, and I am so excited to be sharing today's topic with you as we honor this month of mental health awareness. And today we are working on speaking about the consciousness-based approach to how the various personalities are working here. And so with that, like to to take some time to sit with yourself and ask yourself, do you even know yourself, your higher self, the self with a capital S? Are we living on the surface level of our perceptions? Are our perceptions our realities or are they false perceptions of realities that determine our outlook? How are we sitting with that? Are we in a space of consciousness or are we allowing ourselves to be lack thereof the consciousness approach? And so I'd like to go over, today is going to be short and sweet. We do have a free resource library on the website that you can go to and subscribe to and have all this access to all of these topics that we talk about, as well as the blog. But I'd like to just share this personally with you because I love you all. And I know that this is something that we share between each other as we begin our journey together with our classes that we'll be also hosting live in New Orleans um, starting Tuesday evening at 545 at the Windchime Tree. And so knowing your true self is awakening to your consciousness. And one of my favorite professors at Maharishi International University speaks about this. His name is Dr. Collins, Transcendental Meditation Teacher. And depending on the experience, we'll determine the nature of our own experience. I, re- I begin this with clarity consciousness. It varies between people. It starts with our own experience. And as we know, everybody is different and has their own unique dharma and life experiences. Dharma, for those of you that don't understand this word, means your purpose. It is what you are here and created to do, to serve. And your dharma is these life experiences. Depending on the experience will determine the nature of our own experience, as Dr. Collins has mentioned. 
if our consciousness is dull, okay, then our knowledge of the world is not clear. And if our consciousness is on high alert, then our understanding of the world will be very clear. Our knowledge of the world is structured within that consciousness. Our outlook determines our mood. And our mood embodies our physiology. And our physiology being the human composition of who we are, the in to the out. And the current experience. And so similar to seeing the glass as half empty or half full, or maybe could we consider that the glass is always full as air is always present and air fills the cup. And so if our experience is dull or half empty, then everything, everything we experience will be half empty and dull. If our experience is clear, then everything else we experience will be clear. And just sit with that for a second. How are we sitting with our clarity consciousness? And are we allowing the clouds to pass over the sun and kind of darken that moment for us? But ultimately, the same fire that burns also purifies, as Ram Das has always said. So it will purify that space and allow it for it to be bright again. The quality of our consciousness depends on the condition of our physiology, the abstract relying on the physical. If we have two people, for example, one feels good inside, mentally, physically, emotionally, then that person tends to be more positive. They tend to see things much clearer. If someone has a pessimistic outlook, then they tend to be a little bit more blocked or dull, and they tend to look at everything as a block or it's negative, that there's always something in the way. This particular personality tends to play more of the victim role. In this respect, it is important to purify our nervous system to invite clarity of consciousness. Our physiology determines the, uh, determines the condition of our consciousness. And to quote the writer Anais Nis from her writings, we don't see the world as it is. We see it as we are. We don't see the world as it is. We see it as we are. And I absolutely agree with this statement, especially considering the use of the analogy of the sun and the glass of water. The glass represents the nervous system and the sun represents the unchanging omnipresence. And the water is the experience that's reflected. And this is just as an illustration to give you a visual of what we're talking about today about knowing yourself. If the water is murky, then the reflection of the sun will be murky. If it is clear, the sun will be clear. The glass produces the reflection of our own consciousness. Keep in mind that the glass too is unchanging, but the reflection that comes from the glass determines the content in which is being held. This may be a little bit deep for some people, and it may be a, probably the deep end of the ocean here, but when we consider the depth of ourself, how we see the world determines how we are in our own space right now. If you are in a great mood in really, really simple terms, then everything around you is going to be wonderful. The power of positive thinking, everything is great. You're in this bliss, Ananda. But if, say, something not so good happens and you get a little upset about it, then 
everything else tends to be a little bit more clouded naturally. And so consciousness can be made clear and more expanded. And how is that a possibility? Well, we have something known as meditation. We do yoga and we have these best practices that help us to create this clarity consciousness, this clarity of our mind. Okay. And so when we're doing this to transcend, when we are taking into consideration that we're able to take ourselves into more of this mindful state, go within ourselves so that we can become more free. This gives us the opportunity to purify the mind so that we can see the glass clearly and the reflection of the sun clearly. And so to transcend and go beyond all limitations is to know your true self, as Dr. Tony Nader explains. And he says that when we practice meditation or more specifically transcendental meditation, we reach the state which is pure consciousness, pure being. We reach not only our own self, and I'm saying self with a capital S, but the self little self of everyone and not only of everyone but the capital s self of everything the self of the universe according to dr collins from his video the experience of transcending modifies and enhances brain functioning by getting more of the potential of the brain to activate this is how we're purifying our physiology scientifically proven so that we are able to see the clarity of the sun's reflection and eliminate the murkiness of this water. Even if it's filled with all kinds of algae and all kinds of stuff, we can still see the clarity of it when we remove the dirt from our mind. We call this probably the third eye for those of you that are familiar with the chakras, the third eye chakra and Agnya chakra. Our experiences have a way of reinforcing the brain's physiology based on our areas of expertise. For example, and to illustrate, if you're a chess player, if you're a chess player, then your physiology of the brain will modify more neurons and synapses to strengthen and support that specific activity. If you play tennis, then the process in the mind controlling mind-body coordination will become more developed. If you're a yogi, and you practice the sun salutations over and over, you're going to remember the sequence. If you are a meditator, you're going to go into your wholeness quite quickly because you understand how to prepare and enter into these higher states of consciousness. In an effort to gain clarity, one must purify or cleanse the mind of conditioned patterns that may cause dulling or blockages. Some of you are familiar with Dr. Dispenza, who talks about the same neurons that fire together, wire together. And this also is what we call in Ayurveda, pragya aparat is the ignorance of the intellect. So we, on yoga, we call it samskaras. And so when we are repeating the same cycles over and over again, then those neurons in your brain are going to continue to reflect the same responses over and over again. When we think about intellect such as Albert Einstein, he says that if we continue to do the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result, we're going to go insane. And so we want to make sure that we're able to change the course, change the direction, re-navigate, and it simply starts 
with making one simple decision to change something very small to make a very big, big transition. And so with that, another reason I absolutely agree with having clarity consciousness from the practice of transcendental meditation, which I would highly encourage you, and I'll post it below today, and I'll also share it in the blog, as well as in the podcast, is to go to the David Lynch Foundation org and you can also go to tmmeditate.org so that you're also aware of these practices at your fingertips in the free resource library that i have on my website jbyfnola.org you are welcome to go on there and you'll find the link to transcendental meditation so you can practice along with us and we practice two times a day, by the way, um, every morning around 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 a.m. Central, and then at 5 p.m. Central and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard. And it's uh, thousands of yogis, thousands of meditators coming together to share in this coherence for clarity consciousness so that we can truly understand the depths of who we are and knowing our true self, the self with the capital S. Another reason I absolutely agree with having clarity consciousness is that Joe Dispenza also mentions in his trainings from the Habian theory and also mentions by Christina Reeves and from her article, The Mind is the Map, that we talked about before the same neurons that fire together, wire together. And this means that you run a neutral or a neural circuit in your brain. The stronger the circuit becomes, the stronger the, the thoughts are, the stronger the circuit becomes. And this is why, to quote another old saying, practice makes perfect. The more you practice, say, piano, or the more you practice yoga, or speaking a language, or juggling, or any of the things, those circuits will get stronger. In my opinion, it's similar to the sun in the glass analogy again. If we continue to revisit past conditioning patterns of limiting beliefs, like that murky water, then we will continue to live in the predictable future or the dullness of the past. And the predictable future of dullness based, based on the outcome we already are expecting and actually consciously create. So if we are continuing to relive those cycles, we're continuing to create the same habits and the same patterns. However, if we choose to change the outlook of our situation and take a new course, like we just discussed, clearing the water, removing all the debris, cleaning the pool, then by repeating a new samskara or a healthy pattern, we therefore change the neurological physiology of the brain and experience more freedom from the limiting perspectives and begin to embrace the clarity and light that is reflected from that glass. You are that light. The water is always clear as the light is always the same as the glass that it contains. How we choose to see the contents will determine how one will progress or how one will regress. When you look at yourself and you look at yourself in the mirror, you are still the same being that you were born into, your dharma. You are who you are. And if you have experiences that vitiate your karma or your chakras, for example, 
these vitiations, such as the doshas being vitiated, etc., will imbalance, they will increase or decrease vridhi or kashaya. And so what we want to do is we want to go back to the self. We want to dive into that ocean of our self-awareness, ocean of our consciousness, so that we can purify our mind, hold the space for ourselves, and be able to overcome the limiting beliefs that are holding us back from our highest potential. You do have the power to make these conscious changes, but are you willing to do it? Transcendental meditation, in my opinion, I'm a big practitioner of TM. I love it, and I highly stand by it. And it provides a way of enhancing brain functioning, and therefore, it changes the brain's physiology while enabling clarity of perception, increased intelligence, skill in action, experience inner silence during activity, and higher states of consciousness. Like the analogy that we've also learned from the past and past podcasts, this yellow cloth analogy, we Think about it as the vat of dye, okay? And you have a little cloth and you have a vat of dye. And in this experience of TM and the inner silence, it's the putting of the fabric in the sun to dry. And then it's the activity that comes after meditation. That's kind of like soaking up all of the dye that you put the fabric in the sun to dry. Each time that it takes a little bit away, we go back to the vat of dye and we soak ourselves back up again, and then we experience stuff on the surface level. The sun takes away anything that's going on. It just dries it out, and then we dive ourselves back in again, right? Each time we do that, we're learning how to embrace the activity after we meditate, and we're learning how to understand the consciousness is all there is. And when we're living on a level that is deeper than the surface, then everything that happens beyond that will not impact us as much over and over and over time. And everything takes time. So don't expect this to be something that happens overnight, okay? This is an experience that is going to take time for you to really nurture and foster so that you can live on more of a more meditative plane while you're experiencing daily activities, this is coming into the knowledge of understanding your wholeness and yourself, the totality of yourself. And so with that, I want to offer you so much love and know that you are always illuminating. You are knowing that your true self is the purity consciousness that dwells within and taking that time to understand that what one person's consciousness may be like is very different from somebody else's and that no two are ever the same. And we're all evolving on different levels and in different ways that we didn't know we had to. So take this time to really fully appreciate where you are right now. Know that it's okay to be where you are. Understand that you are evolving each and every single day. And that through this progression of your consciousness and your awareness, you'll be able to manifest that which is going to progress you. And you will start to remove that which has been regressing you all along. Limiting beliefs are just that. They're limiting. They are not going to progress you. Doubt the doubt. Move forward. Keep meditating. Keep practicing. And everything happens naturally. This is effortless effort. Join me 
every Monday where we talk about these experiences. We talk about different opportunities that will help to enliven your consciousness. And I am looking forward to seeing you very, very soon, either live in person at a yoga class, our teacher training that starts back up in September and join us in India where we'll be together practicing all of this on the Mother Ganga River in October. So I hope to see you there and much love. Namaste. Bye now. Thank you all so much for participating in today's wonderful podcast. As always, it's such a joy and an honor to share in the space with all of you and hold the space together as a collective. I invite you to support my life's work on Teachable. For those of you that would like continuing education units, Teachable will be the go-to for your membership. I'm looking forward to growing together and meeting you all. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram and introduce yourself. I would love to follow you back and subscribe to our YouTube channel for free classes that are posted weekly. Looking forward to our next chat together and I'll see you online, in person, in an immersion or on this podcast. See you soon. From my heart to yours, much love and namaste.